today's topic is the new normal. The world has shifted more than ever before. It's fascinating how sudden stress shifts human minds into survival mode. Some may feel temporarily hopeless and defeated, while others are actively adapting to the new normal. I would like to invite and welcome a special guest who started his journey as a digital nomad back in 2019, when we both decided to travel around Southeast Asia. His name is Mark Allerton and also my boyfriend. Mark, thank you so much for joining me to talk about your views and experiences. So just starting off, um, I know you're a digital nomad and you started your journey towards being a digital nomad back in 2019 when we both decided to travel around Southeast Asia. What did you experience and learn from that experience and how are you using that in our current situation? Well, it was um, something that I thought about for a long time and the way that the world's gone and with technology um, over the last 10 years, it's just got better and better. So it doesn't matter. You don't need to be tied into a location. You can be location independent and work from anywhere. So it was a perfect opportunity for us to be able to, to go and uh, live and work around Southeast Asia and still earn that income. So yeah, it was it was a good opportunity to do that uh, given that technology is now able to do it. And um, it's been great. Like. And now it's funny because we've come back to a pandemic and it seems like all the world's doing it. So it looks like in the right. future, it looks like it's all going to go that way. Yeah, absolutely. And what some of the books that you're reading right now that has helped you in this journey that you could even tell our viewers to Well, I think everyone, everyone who's done this kind of path or digital normal path, they've all fallen back onto Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, yeah. which just shows you ways that you can kind of become location independent uh, working for yourself anywhere but being able to automate your kind of work and outsource your work to allow for you to be able to focus your time and energy onto stuff that you want to be doing rather than the mundane stuff absolutely i totally agree with that i'm actually reading that book currently right now and what another book that you're uh, reading right now at this point and uh rich dad poor fat poor dad really so uh how's that Bas- basically a book that kind of outlines how um the academic business, um, which is obviously what I did, I went to a business school, mm-hmm. the failings of that and how they put they put people and make people to fit into a nine to five job in an office rather than being able to um, work for themselves as an entrepreneur. So it kind of outlines um, how to be the rich dad, which is an entrepreneur working for yourself and the poor dad is the guy who's got the PhD, um, the masters, etc. but it ends up getting like a nine to five job which right. is not actually following their passion. So. Perfect. I'm um, looking forward to reading that next. Um, another question for you. I know as a digital nomad, uh, what other what places did you travel to for past six months? Well, we traveled together, but um, what was the most uh, recom- recommendable place that you would recommend to others and uh, some places that's perfect for digital nomads? Well, the places that we went to is, well, I started off in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and then I met you in Vietnam and then we went to, we did Bali, Cambodia, uh, back to Thailand, Lisbon, Portugal. But um, I'd say out of all of those places, it's good to be able to go somewhere where there's other digital nomads so you can all kind of bounce ideas off each other and network because they've all got the same struggles or the same ideas so it's nice to be able to be somewhere in foreign land but around maybe around english or americans or canadians that are in the similar boat where they're making that home for the the next few months before they move on again so i'd say the capital of uh, of it really is chiang mai and then 
Lisbon in Europe, Portugal, it's obviously a big one as well. But even like Kangu in uh, in Bali was a good one. Uh, so a lot of totally. uh, digital nomads there. Yes, I agree. Um, also, first of all, from what I know, I've known you for almost three years now, and I've noticed you have strong work ethics, which I'm so impressed by. How are you juggling or managing your work, your full-time work, and your other projects that you are taking on as a digital nomad? It's just all about time management, really. Uh, get into a routine, make that to-do list every day, um, because, yeah, I'm doing a lot. I'm, I'm working, but then obviously got my own projects and my own work that I'm doing online, so... Um, yes, particularly when I was traveling as well, you, you want to have some time to see the world. You don't want to just be in Thailand and just sat in your apartment. So you want to have some time to travel. <laughs> yeah. You want to have some time to work on what you need to with your work, but then also work on your own uh, mm-hmm. online work. So, yeah, it's, for me, it's all been about time management, yeah. making a to-do list and then keeping kind of a consistent um, rhythm to your work every day. Right. Rather than kind of getting sidetracked and being all over the place. Absolutely. And when you say to-do list, like, are you using some kind of um, online to-do list? Are you writing them down? What are some of the ways that has helped you really be accountable to some of your, you know, um, to-dos? Well, I think the best way to do it is old-fashioned pen and paper because you're writing it down and it's there and mm-hmm. you're looking at it every day. It's just on your table. I think when you write it in your notes sometimes, it's easy just to kind of get it hidden away there. You forget about it. You're not really as accountable because it's not in your face. You write it down, it's on the kitchen table, yeah. and you're just walking past it every day. You're like, oh, I, I need to do this, I need to do that. I've not done three and four on that list. So writing it down, pen and paper, I think it's the best. I know it's old school, but I think it's the best thing to do. I agree with you. That's what I do as well. Um, also, how are you staying fit right now, especially during this pandemic? What are you doing uh, to mentally you know, stay stable? How are you working on your mental health, your physical well-being? What are some tips can you give to our viewers? Well, I think for me, mental health is very linked to really strongly linked to your, your physical health. So for me, if I'm not having my physical activities and my, my physical fitness, then my mental mm-hmm. health will suffer. So um, for me, I, I do a two hour, actually, I, it's a bit extreme, but I do a two hour workout a day. Yeah. So I do a bunch of um, like home workouts, mm-hmm. which I found offline for all body, upper body kind of exercises. And then... What I do is, obviously, because with the social distancing, I can go biking, so I can go out on my own. So I go biking on my own every day for an hour, mm-hmm. and then I do an hour uh, home body workout um, through an online workout that I've built myself. And what I do to make sure that it's always progressing, I just increase the difficulty or add more reps at each week, just so it's always getting tougher and tougher. I'm not staying in the same place. And obviously with the biking, every hour I do every day, try and get quicker and quicker so I'm, I'm pushing it that way and then trying to beat my monthly target for miles that I do every you know every month so yeah great and uh is your app that you're following to keep yourself accountable or record um to get your you know um your cycling <laughs> yes for every day uh, the app I use is called runkeeper mm-hmm. on um iphone mm-hmm. and it's great because it kind of manages your calories and it manages your distance mm-hmm. it's got a gps fixed in there so it follows you around so once you've done a workout on the bike for an hour it kind of shows you the map and the distance that you've done so yeah run run keepers the one for me great um also what advice would you give to people out there who have lost their job especially during this pandemic and are searching for work 
um, opportunities to connect with others who are basically lost and you know are looking for advice and searching for basically looking for that silver lining what advice would you give let's you know can you give top five tips some of them that you have been incorporating in your life well I don't know about top five but I know some (laughs) tips I mean for me I've been lucky this this pandemic's not affected me anyway so I've been good so I've not had to um I've not had to worry about um money in the way that I had to claim off the government I've not had to do any of that yeah um but I think people have to just remember that if they've got a smartphone and they've got a laptop in front of them there's always ways to earn money and um and what ways would that be what ways I think you have a laptop in front of you there's a bunch of uh, remote work nowadays because with the technology you can get you can get money off of filling out online surveys you can get money off of taking a web development course and then yeah. doing web like building web um, websites you can you know there's a there's a whole bunch of ways you can earn money if you have accessibility um, sure. to technology great and how are you feeling like i know that um you've also started writing you're a freelance writer as well which is so incredible um what are your views on that and um especially and then you're also um you know inspiring football coach how are you taking this whole um aspect of not being able to be on top of your football games and you know because obviously everything's you know, shut because of the pandemic. So what are you doing to keep yourself up to date? Well, yeah, obviously with my freelance writing business, uh, Um I've been writing a lot of uh, football, um, sports, business, and health and wellness articles. Um, and obviously it's just a shift in demand. I was writing match reports on fixtures in Europe and MLS for... Yeah. For the company but now what i'm doing for my own company now is i've had to switch it from talking about football games which has been stopped but switching that now to the business of football so i recently did an article for a, uh, a usa um, football website where i talked about the impacts of the covid 19 on the business of football mm-hmm. so even though uh, there's a pandemic going on and the games have stopped which is a tragedy there is still ways that you can shift your work um, and in, in my case I've shifted it to the business of football so how has the COVID-19 impacted you know football and the business model of football so yeah um, that's how it's all about shifting um, shifting your work to match the, the demand really because people want to know how is it affecting football yeah. rather than what's the score of Tottenham Hotspur t- tomorrow or Manchester United tomorrow they're, they're now wondering about what's the impact long term yeah. to these companies and football players so there you go that's my article awesome and also um for those of you who are missing out on the game and everything how is that how is this whole pandemic um impacting all the other writers all the other sports writers um do you have any views on that well yeah i think um like again it's it's all about you know to switch it up like i mean if you're if you're used to writing about football games and you're used to writing about i don't know retail then right now, then yeah. that's not happening. So you've got to switch up. Um, look at different niches. Which your look at your skill set. What have you you know what have you been exposed to? What you're knowledgeable on, and then you know focus on them niches to be able to continue writing. Because right now, people are reading stuff online all the time. So if people are reading stuff on online all the time because they're stuck at home, then there's a demand. So you just need to meet that demand. And obviously for me now, it's business in football, which is a big one for me. Yeah. So I'm sure other people, if they've got. A, you know they're, they're writing on something that's not in demand and they could maybe switch it over to something else mm-hmm. 
Perfect. Yeah, sounds great. Um, also, how what advice would you give in terms of like um, how to stay motivated and positive? I think it's always about you got to watch watch yourself with your social media use. I think to stay motivated and positive, if you're on social media all the time, that's just going to suck your energy, and it's going to turn you really negative. So you just need to be you know aware of what you're surrounding yourself with what you're reading and if you are on social media make sure you're following accounts that are inspirational right not accounts that are just going to put you down so i'm sure people know what i mean by that mm-hmm. um yeah and i just think you've just gotta not no it's not every day is great you've just gotta take the bad with the good sometimes but just remember to to surround yourself with positivity rather than dwindling if you do have the negative thoughts dwindling on them yeah um turn them around you know even if it means getting out of there and getting a workout and mm-hmm. when you come back you instantly feel better and right. more positive mindset so absolutely uh, speaking of mindset you know how you just talked about uh when you get negative thoughts what do people do in situations when they do get those negative thoughts like how how to deal with them how do you deal with your you know with, the, with your negative thoughts like what, what do you do like do you meditate what are some ways to act, you know for your mental wellness well i think for me i like to i like to go for a walk and clear my head that's one thing that works for me mm-hmm. and then maybe do some physical exercise where it gets my heart rate high because mm-hmm. then when i come back you release all the endorphins and you just feel much better and that in turn makes you feel mentally better as well right that's what helps work um, for me. also what are some of your top shows and top um you know, inspiring people that you follow that you would even recommend to other people? Well, I'd say the best ones really for me. It's just just me. I like um, Brian Rose from London Real. The Transform Yourself episodes are just great. Like, it exposes you to so much knowledgeable stuff to help you benefit yourself. Uh, obviously, uh, good old Joe Rogan. He's been a legend, <laughs> but he's yeah. always bringing great guests. Um, and then, like, Impact Theory and stuff like that, they all work too. Definitely. So um what piece of advice would you give to our viewers out there um you know who who want to um you know pick up some new skills and just don't have the motivation to kind of work on them well i think again like i said before if you've got a laptop and a phone in front of you yeah then your access is to everything like you can literally learn a skill within a day. You just get on YouTube. If you want to learn, I don't know, how to, I don't know, fix something or how, how to build something, you can just go on YouTube and type in how to build a table or whatever and right. you'll be able to know how to do it. So that's applicable to any, you know, any Absolutely. skill or anything that you want to do. So I'd say for anyone out there who wants to, you know, better themselves and learn a new skill, get on, get on YouTube and get on Google and you have your answers there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just put time in there. Great. Thank you so much. Well, here you have it from Mark Allerton. And once again, Mark, thank you so much for joining me on this platform. And I just want to end this podcast by saying the time is to heal now. And this time has never existed before.